Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again for another show. Now, before we do get into the top trending stories here in Thailand, don't forget, as always, to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next show or live stream is up on the channel. Now, if you like listening to us on a podcast player, have no fear, just look down below in the description. You'll find a link to a host of various podcast players. And finally, if you like the show, if you want to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. The first way is to become a channel member, link down below in the description that lets you know how to do it. And the other way is to simply buy me a coffee from the buymeacoffee.com website. So now that that's all done and dusted, we're going to jump into the first story of the day. But Really, before we do that, let's have a look at the debts on the road here in Thailand, something we like to look at maybe once or twice a week during the show. So uh, today, so far, we had 27 people have died on the roads with 2,119 people injured. I think yesterday was about 60 uh, people died on the roads. It's kind of cut off on that, but that's because I couldn't fit on it. However, up until today, the 7th of February 2024, we've had 1,620 deaths on the road with 93,725 people injured. It's a shocking amount. And it does seem that the government have no interest whatsoever in getting it sorted. And it is very, very, very sad. But as I always say to everybody, when you head out on the roads here in Thailand, don't be worrying about anybody else. Just take care of yourself because nobody else will care about you on the road. But we'll move along to the first story of the day. And it's to do with Mr. Taksin Shinawatra. So Taksin soon qualified for early parole. Now, former Thai Prime Minister Taksin Shinawatra, set to complete half his prison term on February 18th, may qualify for special parole as per a Department of Corrections source. Taksin's meeting the criteria could be eligible due to age or critical illness after serving one third of a sentence. After 15 years abroad, he returned to Thailand in 2023, Receiving an eight-year sentence reduced to one year, and that was by the um, uh, the king, I believe. Initially held at Bangkok Remand Prison, uh, his uh, alleged serious health conditions led to a transfer to a police general hospital. The DOC list of parole eligible inmates will go to the Justice Ministry with no specific case restrictions. Despite a royal pardon, Taxon could still receive a full parole pending a less majestic charge dating to 2016 to be decided by the Attorney General. Uh, Prime Minister Sareta Tavazin noted the DOC and Justice Ministry oversight, while, Jace, uh, while Justice Minister Police Colonel Tawi Sarasan awaits a potential lawsuit before determining further action. So, breaking this down pretty quickly, he came back to Thailand. He arrived here within a day. He'd already got a royal pardon, reducing his sentence down to, I think it was just one year. He had one year left on it. Um, then suddenly the night he arrived, he was seriously ill and has been rushed to the police general hospital. He's been on the 14th floor ever since and has not spent one night in prison. Um, he is eligible parole. They say he's going to be let out on February 18th. And of course, he does have a less majestic charge from a uh, I think it was a TV interview he did in 2016 in South Korea, and they haven't decided what's going on with that yet. So he could be recharged after he does get released. Of course, shouldn't you, to be eligible for parole, shouldn't you have had to at least spend some time in actual jail to be able to do it? This guy has managed somehow to spend his entire 
jail sentence in a police general hospital. We think. There's no real proof that he's been there, that he stayed there during his time. Nobody really knows. But nevertheless, he has managed to do it. Um, I suspect his... Um, Less Majeste charge may disappear, but there are a lot of people still after him, so I still think he's going to have a lot of issues in the future, but at the current moment in time, he seems to be uh, dodging pretty much everything, but it's all been pre-planned before he arrived here in Thailand, as I think most of us will understand. Now, moving along to the next story. Uh, draft bill on protection of ethnic people approved by the cabinet. The cabinet has endorsed a draft bill on the protection and support of indigenous ethnic people in Thailand. Culture Minister Sermsak Ponpanik said after the weekly cabinet, cabinet meeting today. The bill has been drafted to accord with the constitution, which clearly supports equal rights for all people. There are about 10 million indigenous ethnic people in Thailand, the minister noted. Now, studies conducted before drafting the bill show that there are several problems facing ethnic minorities here in Thailand, including the lack of Thai nationality, which deprives them of the same rights as other Thais. The bill has been drafted to ensure they receive the same protections as other Thais, he said. Under the bill, which will be submitted to Parliament for approval, ethnic people would be allowed to live and work in Thailand on the condition that they do not cut trees down and take care of the forest they inhabit. If the bill passes into law, indigenous ethnic minorities will be registered so that authorities know their habitats. They may also be included in official national registration. Sermsak hoped that MPs from all parties are likely to support the bill. And I hope they do support the bill. I think it's very worthwhile. 10 million people living in Thailand with pretty much no nationality. Uh, no ability to access the medical system here as well. The same as a Thai person would be or even a working expat here in the country. So for me, this is a, a very positive step by the uh threat to Tavison government. I think it's um, something they should be proud of doing. It's a disgrace that previous governments have never tackled this issue or never kind of taught to help these people. But definitely this is a good thing and something positive for them. Now we'll move along to the next story. Back to the Prime Minister. Prime Minister uh, wants tourist sightseeing or shopping not stuck in airports. And uh, this actually makes a bit of sense too. Prime Minister Sareta Tavisen has wanted all arriving air passengers from abroad to take no more than 30 minutes going through the immigration procedure and picking up their luggage. He also said that arriving passengers should not spend more than two hours at the airport between arrival and catching public transportation to their hotels because he wants them to spend more time sightseeing and shopping rather than at the airport. He also said that he invited the Commissioner of the Immigration Bureau uh, to Government House this afternoon for a discussion how to improve services at the country's main airports to cope with the increased tourism arrivals, including but not limited to increasing manpower. The Prime Minister paid an unannounced visit to Swanapum International Airport yesterday to observe the immigration services after the immigration computer system had failed several times in the past few days due to an increase in arrivals. In his ex-post today, the Prime Minister said uh, that March is known to be peak month for tourist arrivals and all main airports must be able to cope with the increased workload effectively, especially the immigration computer system. He said that he does not want to just receive reports, but wanted to see the problems with his own eyes, adding that he prefers to use the word opportunity rather than problem. 
Noting the tourist arrivals were reached pre-COVID levels, he said that it is essential that all IT and backup systems are interconnected and working properly. As for departing passengers, the Prime Minister said he does not want uh, them to spend too much time stuck in all the screening and immigration procedures. So I definitely think he's making a lot of sense here. You know, 30 minutes to get through the airport, I think, is ample time. Most people get stuck at the airport because of queues at immigration. We have seen countless pictures online of things like this. And I I do kind of slightly admire him because I think he's been doing a decent job, the Prime Minister here. He's been traveling all around the world trying to drum up business for the country and promote Thailand. And when he is here, he's trying to solve problems by turning up himself and trying to get things done. I think it's, you know, it's a... It's a breath of fresh air compared to the previous Prime Minister of Prayut Chanacha, who seemed to do very little except scold people and certainly wasn't transparent like this man seems to be. And I, I do I do see him trying to do good for this country. I guess from running a, con- a company like he has before, he thinks very differently maybe than a politician. And this is why he likes to go and see what the problems are himself. What he's saying here about the airport is true. Nobody wants to be stuck at the airport for that long. Everybody wants to get in and out as quickly as possible. I certainly see uh, this as a positive step. Um, You will find that immigration seemed to never, ever be ready for anything. I mean, at the end of the day, immigration know exactly how many people will be arriving at an airport at any given time because they have the flight manifestos. They have the pre-flight. They're sent all the information of everybody before they even arrive. So they know they're going to have 400, 500, 1,000 people arriving at 11.30 a.m. on a Monday morning. So knowing that information, you should be able to make sure you're staffed appropriately. And from what I see, there's plenty of immigration staff around this country. So it's a matter of just being ready, being on top of things and, you know, putting your your best foot forward as a country. It's a bit like when somebody goes to a hotel. The first impression is when they walk in the door and they meet maybe the head concierge or the receptionist. The same thing applies to Thailand. Your first impression of the country is when you arrive at the airport, you touch down and you head towards immigration. Are you going to be met with massive queues and things taking forever, uh, IT breaking down and just a whole mess? Are you going to be met by something efficient, getting people through the airport as quickly as possible and, you know, putting your best foot forward? And this is the kind of thing I think he is kind of hoping that uh, Thailand will be known for in the future. And I, 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 for him, I, I hope he can succeed in this. But nevertheless, we'll move on to the next story. Now, um, you know, it's very difficult to mention cannabis these days on YouTube because they like to demonetize you if you mention it. But unfortunately, we do need to talk about it because the new cannabis bill or the new broccoli bill is ready for cabinet. Apparently, people have been using broccoli instead of cannabis for quite a while. But Public Health Minister Chan Lan Serku announced plans for a revised uh, broccoli and hemp control bill to be presented at the upcoming cabinet meeting emphasizing medical use only and banning recreational consumption the fate of existing business operating in the legal gray area since cannabis was delisted in 2022 remains unclear the new bill would regulate permissible parts of the cannabis plant 
consumption methods and possession limits categorize certain parts as narcotic due to their THC content. Smoking cannabis may require a doctor's permit with a focus on medical treatment guidelines. Despite similarities, the revised bill differs from the previous proposals, indicating a shift in governmental approach while still supporting medicinal use. Concerns about cannabis use highlighted by complaints at the Coldplay concert prompting calls for stricter regulation. Concert goers complaints and uh, and actor Puat Copter Krek Tong Wee public appeal urge immediate government action. Dr. Chonlon addressed the issue of cannabis used at public events, stating its prohibition but acknowledged the lack of enforceable rules. The new bill is expected to require permits for cannabis cultivation, emphasizing medical grade standard and potentially ending home plantations. Dispensaries await clarity on their future, with over 7,000 nationwide selling various cannabis products, including those with minimal THC content. Now, I'd argue about that minimal THC content because I've seen 25 advertised in certain parts of Phuket. And I know a gentleman told me he saw 50 and 70 in other parts where he lives uh, in Thailand. So basically, people are continuing, as you'd expect, to break the law the second they have a chance. The bottom line is here, right? You have 7,000 shops selling the broccoli around the country. Okay, that's fair enough. They opened up without any rules or regulations because the previous government decided for whatever reason that rules and regulations weren't needed. Now, I have no problem with cannabis. I have no problem if people want to do what they want to do. But there's two things I add here. I got accused the last day in a comment that I don't support. I don't support it without rules and without regulation. Did anybody ask the Thai people if they wanted to legalize the broccoli here in the country? No, it was never, ever put to a vote. Something that monumental, something that could change society should have been put to the people in a vote, but it wasn't. The Bumjai Thai party decided this is what they wanted to do and they did it, but they brought in no rules or regulations. So now we have 7,000 shops throughout the country going to be in legal limbo very soon because the bottom line is Pua Thai said during their election pledges and campaign that it would be only for medicinal use only so it i mean the idea that they don't know what's going to happen to these shops is a bit nonsense nonsensical the bottom line is if there's no recreational use then there is no need for 7000 shops nationwide none whatsoever that is the bottom line there's no other way to look at it If you say that recreational use is going to be illegal, then all these shops will be out of business. The second this law passed through Congress gets to uh, be signed by His Majesty, and once that's done, then they will be illegal. Because all those shops only sell for recreational use. There will be no point to having 7,000 shops for medicinal use only. Because there will never be that many people needing it. So this is where it's left. Look... I feel sorry for the people that are going to lose their businesses because there are people going to lose their businesses. But it's not the current government you need they need to blame. It's the, uh, the government of Priya Chanacha and the military junta who decided to open this up and have zero regulation. Because it is natural that when a competent government take, take uh, control of the country, right, when a competent country or um, government take control, that they're going to bring laws and rules and regulations in 
to govern what's going on because it's not going to be a free for all anymore. And it was, I think anybody thinking it was going to continue like this is, was out of their minds. It is what it is. And you'll just, people will just have to come to terms with it. I do feel sorry, as I said, for people who will lose their livelihoods because of it. But there is a bottom line here. Okay. Did the Thai people vote for this? Did they ask for this? And I've seen a lot of polls over the last year or so where Thai people have said they never asked for this. And that is the bottom line. And by the way, out of these 7,000 shops, I can guarantee an awful lot are owned by foreigners, not Thai people just to put it out there but I'd love to know your opinion on all of this down below in the comment section because your opinion does matter to me so moving along to the last story of the day Russian couple duped of 720,000 in fake villa booking now this is a kind of a warning to everyone tourist police have reported a couple from Russia losing 720,000 baht in a prepaid villa booking after arriving in Phuket to be told there was no villa Phuket Tourist Police reported the incident yesterday, marking officers providing assistance to the couple at Chernthalay Police Station, uh, where they filed a complaint. The couple had transferred 720,000 as a deposit paid online before their arrival. However, upon arrival on the island, the couple discovered that no one had booked any villa for them, Tourist Police explained. The couple were not named in the brief post online by Phuket Tourist Police and the villa the couple had paid to rent was also not identified. The couple have now coordinated with a lawyer to proceed with the legal action, uh, Tourist Police said. So this has been going on quite a while here in Thailand. Fake Airbnb bookings. And it's very, very easy to do, by the way. It's very easy to steal pictures from, you know, uh, online and other places like that. It's very, very easy to do. Another thing people need to look out for, and it's something I was reading about recently, was, you know, uh, Booking.com, for example, is making a booking through Booking.com. And apparently hackers have got so sophisticated now that they're able and have been able to hack into the Booking.com system and send you messages through the, uh, the in-app messaging system, pretending to be the hotel, because they're sending from within the Booking.com system. And telling people that, well, your booking didn't go through. Uh, we need you to pay by credit card. Can you click on this link and pay us because blah, blah, blah. And this has been going on for quite a while. And there's a number of stories throughout Europe, especially, where people have been duped by this. So this is something to bear in mind. I know I read a story. Somebody got duped out of 25,000 euros. And the hotel themselves said they could not get in. They could see the messages being sent that looked like it was coming from them but they couldn't even access the chat, but they could see all the messages. And this was because the hackers had hacked booking.com. So you should be always very careful. For me, handing up 720,000 baht in advance before you even get to a place as a deposit is ludicrous. Would never do it. Would never, I would rarely even pay for a hotel in advance before, you know, like on booking.com or Agoda. Pay in advance or pay now. I pay in advance because we all know Things happen and, you know, your plans may change. It's something I learned during COVID when I had booked a lot of holidays and, and stuff like that. And they were always cancelled last minute because of COVID. And one of the things I learned was never, ever pay up front. Pay, in, you know, do that. Pay on arrival. Sometimes you pay a little bit more, but there's a safety with doing that. And it's that if your plans go awry, you haven't paid yet, if you get what I'm saying. But that's just my opinion on it. I feel sorry for this couple too, because that's an ungodly amount of money to be paying for a villa as well. I'd love to know how long they were coming for. And 
and what kind of villa they had um, rented because um, it's a lot of money. It sounds like, I mean, it really sounds like it's a year rent they were paying nearly there. 720000 is a lot of money. But folks, that is it for today. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again the next couple of days and stay safe out there. Have a great day and thanks a million. Take care. Bye. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.